Hey, good morning. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Seven minutes after the hour. Uh, and before I get into this Kyle Rittenhouse uh, thing, because this is going to make you crazy, this guy is, this just really is testimony to the stupidity of the left. Welcome to think of it, this next story. Both these stories are a testament to the stupidity of the left. If you've got an Apple iPhone or the Apple operating system, and I do, and I didn't realize this, but apparently the newest versions of their operating system have introduced a feature that Apple calls clean energy charging. They want to reduce your carbon footprint by timing when your iPhone charges to align with when lower carbon emissions electricity is available. <laughs> so you hook your phone up to the charger, think you're charging your phone. Hey, this isn't working. And you're not because... Yeah. Well, they Putting have to decide the these stark things realities for you. and illusions of green energy. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're too, too stupid. stupid. Uh, but putting aside the stark realities and illusions of green energy, whether or not you want your iPhone to manage your charging schedule based on carbon emissions rather than anything else is up to you. Apple describes the clean energy charging feature like this. They say, quote, when clean energy charging is enabled and you connect your iPhone to a charger, your iPhone gets a forecast of the carbon emissions in your local energy grid and uses it to charge your iPhone during times of cleaner energy production. So, if you have it, you can disable it. Uh, go into the settings app on your iPhone, go to battery, choose battery health and charging, locate the clean energy charging and switch the setting to the off position. Uh, with the feature off, your iPhone will charge just like it used to whenever you plugged it in. So if you've got an iPhone, and I've noticed, uh, I guess this was a little while ago, I went to charge the phone, and it was on for quite a while, and it didn't really charge. And I thought, you know, maybe there was something wrong with the charger. But apparently Apple thought it, my energy source wasn't green enough. How stupid. Anyway, all right, we're going to move on because we've got more stupid from the left. Uh, there is a piece by Jonathan Turley. Kyle Rittenhouse is, is he's being sued by uh, Gage Groskowitz, uh, who was shot in the arm by Rittenhouse uh, in the, uh, during the Kenosha riots. And he's suing him, um, along with the uh, Wisconsin Police uh, Department and, and several officials. And the irony of this, this is that he is, they've got his own testimony. I mean, the guy is an idiot. He's absolutely an idiot. Uh, during the trial for Rittenhouse, uh, Groskowitz admitted that he pointed a gun at Rittenhouse before Rittenhouse shot him. He testified he carried a loaded gun that night during cross-examination. Um, and then uh, it, and, and his attorney asked him, it wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, that he fired, right? And Grosskowitz said, correct. He also admitted that he refused initially to answer questions from the police 
refused to give police permission to look through his phone. He didn't tell police that he was armed that night or pointed a gun at Rittenhouse. Uh, he admits that Rittenhouse didn't shoot him while he had his hands up. He fired when Groskowitz pointed his Glock at him. He also admitted that Rittenhouse told him he was going to the police and was running in their direction. He also admitted that he lied to police when he said that he tried to tell a man with a skateboard to stop hitting Rittenhouse before he was shot. The false statement to police portrayed Rittenhouse as, a sh uh, uh, as shooting him after he tried to help him. The complaint repeatedly brushes over that earlier testimony and reframes the facts as if Groskowitz was shot virtually randomly. I mean, they've got his own testimony. This idiot was out there with a gun, pointed it at Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse shot, shot him to protect himself, and this guy's trying to sue Rittenhouse. He's literally upset that he didn't get to shoot Rittenhouse. And so he's, he's suing him. He admitted it was him on his cell phone footage who angrily yelled at Rittenhouse to go home as Rittenhouse tried to give um, masks to protesters. He admitted that he didn't see any violent acts or threats from Rittenhouse before the shooting. He also admitted his CCW permit was invalid and he was therefore illegally carrying a concealed weapon on that, that night, though he insisted that he didn't know it was invalid. I mean, the guy, has, he's, he's trying to win $10 million. When will this end? Uh, Rittenhouse went to court. He was found not guilty. This guy's got a criminal background. He's, uh, it, it, just, it just goes to the utter ignorance of the political left. They are literally, they are idiots. I don't even have anything to say about it. I'm just, I'm just telling you this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It absolutely is insane. 874-9390, uh, toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Uh, what else do we have here? Apparently, the unions have screwed their workers again. And so the United States government has taken your money and used it to bail out the union pension fund. This, this makes me crazy. We've got trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars of debt. We're about to raise the debt ceiling. Mark my words for it. It will happen. And we're still giving money away to anything, especially on the left, that can get Democrats elected. Uh, Peter uh, Reichert, uh, Reichert uh, uh, posts this at The Federalist. He says, can Americans be bribed with their own money? The powers that, are, the powers that be are certainly putting that question to the test. We've seen inflation-inducing cash giveaways associated with COVID relief, which, by the way, in some places they're going to use to pay reparations. If that doesn't make you nuts. I, you know what? I'm not bringing a lot of good news to the table this morning, Brian. No, you're not. No. The, <laughs> just just going on. Uh, but apparently, we're going to give $100,000 uh, 
per beneficiary of the central state's pension fund. The fund provides pension benefits to 360,000 private sector workers and retirees, mostly Teamsters union members. Um, and it's going to be your money. It's the largest private pension bailout in American history. And it benefits a tiny minority of workers. We're going to literally allow those people who mismanage the pensions to determine whether their fund qualifies for taxpayer assistance without any safeguards. $36 billion comes almost two years after the passage of the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. That rescue was the Biden administration COVID spending bonanza. Biden signed it into law in the spring of 2021 when the economy was already well into recovery. This is why we have this crazy inflation problem. The housing market was booming. The stock market was on a steady upward climb. It was obvious the rescue would cause inflation, but the Democrats did it anyway. Don't forget some Republicans. They helped. So they're going to take your money and give $36 billion of it to bail out Teamsters who mismanage the pensions. Why are they always doing this? What are they doing with this money? How is it the Teamsters are so often in so much trouble? And how is it the federal government believes it has the authority to spend your money and your children's money to bail them out? It's crazy-making. It's really, really crazy-making. But that's what they do. All right. Uh, James Bond, Ian Fleming. Apparently, they're being edited. That's next on The Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let me get uh, Sharon on the line on the unions. And uh, Sharon is... Hang on. There we go. Now we got her. Sharon, good morning. How are you? Yes, I've got a set of DVDs on uh, Klaus Schwab, who's head of the World um, Economic Forum, and it shows a section in 2018, even before the pandemic started, them talking about using a pandemic for the Great Reset, where they can use the distribution of wealth. It's a very interesting DVD, so I think that was all planned, that uh, pandemic from the very beginning. I don't think it was planned. I, I I think it was the insanity and hubris of the communist Chinese uh, well, and that they know. used our money to do it. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe I, I don't know for sure. Uh, but it feels to me like they were looking to create a bioweapon and it and it escaped before they had a, a, a way to to uh, to fix it. Could be well, you're you know, right though. Could be they planned the whole thing. I just don't. I just Trump, you know Trump put a stop to. They want it. They want by 2030 to have this what they call this reset of everything, and he put a stop to it. And so I think they started out on purpose because they had to make up some time that they lost with four years with Trump because he wouldn't go along. He went to that world forum thing and he said no. I will not go along with this, what the world leaders want to do. They want to get a one-world government started. Yeah, they've been pursuing a one-world government for about 30 years that I know of. 
Well, they said um, 50 years they have tr- been trying, and they finally... Yeah, I, I said 30 that I know of. The- okay, thank you. All right, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, do you think we're actually going to have a one-world government, Brian? Do you think it's going to happen? I don't think that uh, don't is I'm, in our uh, periscope anytime in the future, no. Really? I, I think we're we're pretty close. I mean, between the United Nations and, uh, and, and the progressives, we really have gone a long way to Europeanize the American culture. We used to believe in hard work, and and uh, we had no problem with people being successful. We didn't hate wealthy people. In fact, we tried to be like them. We we constantly were improving and and being more profitable and and living a better life. And little by little, between the whole green energy nonsense and everything else, all that is going away. We're losing that edge. And it, it, it's starting to look like Europe. They're, they're right down to the waterways here in the United States. I mean, big government and international government are regulating just about everything. So this whole idea of a one-world government, which may have sounded bizarre 25, 30 years ago, it feels like they're accomplishing it. And they're not they're not calling themselves a one world government, but they're making every government act the same way. The whole green energy thing is, I think, their their biggest uh, success uh, story, where they've convinced the world somehow that this you know odorless clear gas that uh, that uh, green plants thrive on is somehow killing us. And destroying the planet. And they're making everybody do the same thing. You know, you think we're the only ones doing the battery-powered cars. The European Union is working on Great Britain. Is They're, they're saying they're not going to sell internal combustion engine cars either. We're pushing these bike paths all over the country. They're on all over the world. We're, we are becoming a one-world government. And that rugged individualism that American history... So my point is... That rugged individualism that made us so great, that allowed us to build larger homes and have air conditioning before anybody else and uh, drive nice cars and live a wonderful lifestyle, that's slowly disappearing. We're beginning to look like Europe. And I I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in a European-like state. They're, they're destroying us. So is it a one-world government? Well, it's pretty close, and it's getting closer, and that's that's crazy. Now we have uh, James Bond, the Ian Fleming books on James Bond are being edited to remove racist references. Reissued versions of Ian Fleming's classic works will feature a disclaimer following a review by sensitivity readers who the hell got sensitivity readers really read the damn book if you don't like it put it down james bond novels have been rewritten to remove a number of racist references from ian fleming's work 
All of the author's thrillers featuring 007 are set to be reissued in April to mark 70 years since Casino Royale, the first book in the series, was published. Ian Fleming Publications Limited, the company that owns the literary rights to the author's work, commissioned a review by sensitivity right readers uh, of the classic text. Uh, the Telegraph understands that a disclaimer accompanying the reissued text will read, this book was written at a time when terms and attitudes which might be considered offensive by modern readers were commonplace. A number of updates have been made to this edition, while keeping as close to the po as possible to the original text and the period in which it is set. Uh, the changes to Fleming's books will result in some depictions of black people being reworked or removed. I don't know. I, this is this is uh, this is insane too. There, th look at all the literary works. If they're going to have sensitivity readers go through all the great literary works from Mark Twain to Ian Fleming and more. What's going to happen to books written today? Will people 70 years from now or 50 years from now rewrite them? What's the point? How sensitive are these little snowflakes that they can't tolerate a book that was written in the 50s? How absolutely insane are these people? So sensitive. Well, we'll just have to rewrite it. They edit photographs uh, that they think are inappropriate because somebody has a cigar in their hand. They take out references in, in uh, literary works because somebody might be offended by that, too. What are we doing to society? I'm, I'm going to move on because it's another one of those crazy-making stories that you hear from the left. They just, they just don't stop. They really don't. 874-9390, toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Uh, we, uh, we get our messages uh, at GaryNolan.com as well as uh, from the phone. So if you, uh, you want to pick up the phone, give us a call, 800-529-5572. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk a little bit about the economy on The Gary Nolan Show. Good morning. It is uh, 35 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. A little bit about the economy. The inflation rate uh, is is causing uh, just unbelievable stress on American families. The price of food continues to go up. Uh, gasoline will go back up again. I don't know if it'll go up as high as it was, but it will go back up. And that's when things, that's when the excrement will really hit the ventilator. In the meantime, uh, we are spending money hand over fist uh, in Afghanistan. And right now, we're spending more money, I'm sorry, not Afghanistan, in Ukraine. We're spending more money on the Ukraine war than we spent on Afghanistan. There's about a $3 billion difference. We're actually spending more, we have spent more, in the last year, 
$46.6 billion. From 2001 to 2010, the war in Afghanistan cost $43.4 billion. Remember how the Democrats were screaming about the reason the national debt is so high is because Bush got us in all these wars. And they were right. It was a problem. But it's not as though they're doing anything differently. Well, maybe they're spending more. That might be the difference. And by the way, that figure of $46 plus billion that we've spent in the last year on, on Ukraine, that military aid to Ukraine does not include weapons and equipment. That's another $5 billion. So that puts us at $51 billion in a year on this war with Afghanistan. That's your money. That money going out raises our debt. And we have to pay that debt off. So while the interest rates are going up to fight the inflation, so are the payments for the national debt. It it gets more expensive because they've got to pay interest as well. We have got to back off of Afghanistan or of uh, of uh, Ukraine. We need somehow to get the Europeans to stand up and fight for what they believe is right. We need out of this. We can't afford it. You know, it it, it even goes beyond my lack of of uh, admiration for Ukraine because I don't. I don't admire the way that country was being run. It wasn't some bastion of liberty. And it's still not. That doesn't mean that I think Russia had the right to go in there, but it's not a country that I would think was worth fighting for. So, and I'm not against them. I'm just not in favor of taking people's money and dragging us into this war. And it seems like every time you turn around, there's a line in the sand that gets crossed. You know, we're not going to send this. It could be a, an offensive weapon, and then we send it. We're not going to send tanks, and, and then we send them. Now they want aircraft, and so far we haven't sent them, but it wouldn't surprise me if we did. We can't afford to keep doing this. But we just keep electing the same politicians to do the same job they always do. And then we get upset when it doesn't change. They're not the insane ones. We are. We're absolutely insane. We do the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Jim is on the line on Ukraine. Jim, good morning. How are you? I'm fine. I would say, in retrospect, the $5 million that they paid as a bribe to Joe Biden was a really prudent investment by the Ukrainians. Look how the dividends that that has reaped. It's been phenomenal. (laughs) I would offer offer a simple slogan that I think needs to become part of of the next election. Put the federal government on a diet. They're morbidly obese. Uh, it needs to be reined in. It's going to strangle us all. But uh, put the put the feds on a diet. 
I've been arguing this for years, and I have no problem with that, but they won't. And it, it, and it's the biggest, the biggest cash drains that nobody wants to touch. There is no saving us. But I think it is easily comprehensible by every American who struggles with their own weight. And I think it's something people can relate to. And it's something, frankly, they've never done. Their budget has never gone down. Not one year. Put them on a diet. Simple, easy, works. It would be nice if if we could put them on that diet. But the, what happens when you put them on a diet is somebody wants to know where you're going to cut. All right, we've got we're we're spending one and a half, two trillion dollars more a year than we're bringing in. So, if you want to, you know, start somewhere, just reduce the deficit by a significant amount. What are you willing to cut? We did it in Missouri when Kit Bond was elected. We had a ten percent decrease in the insurance department's budget because we've been used for to generate political headlines. We did that easily. After six months, they said, now you know how it's done, cut it another 10%. We did that. The fact of the matter was just an administrative cost generated by the, by the Missouri state government, we could have cut it 40% with no loss of service whatsoever. Begin administrative. Okay, that's, that's all. Understand look, look, look. That's all good and well. What are you willing to cut to make a significant impact on the federal uh, deficit? Well, 40% of the federal government's budget is administrative expense. So I would say that's a place to start with zero impact on any benefits. Administrating what? Because that does have an impact. The biggest... that Every department... Every department that's out there, just tell them, cut your administrative budget 40%. That's going to be a huge amount of money. It's not going to begin to be enough overall, but it'll get us the first step in what has to be a long and diligent road. All right. I don't think administrative costs uh, are an accurate representation of what's driving the debt. And I don't think you're going to be able to uh, to cut 40% uh, of workers uh, across uh, yeah, the board. It just I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you can. It's been well, done. You're telling it's me that. Done, it's been done in Missouri when Kid Bond was elected. Yeah, it, it's, it Missouri is not the same. Jim, I, I, I'm on your side, but I'm telling you, Missouri is not the same as the federal government. Because when you're cutting... From from the uh, administration uh, uh, for Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and welfare and U.S. military, you try to trim anything in that uh, in, in that uh, group of uh, of categories, and the American public will eviscerate you. Exactly. That's why you start with a doable step that is a first step. Don't let the don't let the perfect block the good. Get it started somewhere. Somewhere these folks believe that none of their salaries, none of their fabulous pensions, none of their fabulous health programs have suffered a single penny cut. Start somewhere. Don't be cowed by the fact that you can't do it in one fell swoop. 
Yeah, I'm just start. telling you that administrative costs are not going to cover it. But it, it, I wouldn't have a problem with it if you could accomplish it. Uh, and that's your answer, and I'm going to go with that. Jim, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Mike on uh, Ukraine. Mike, welcome. How are you? Hello, Mike. Hey, Gary. How are you? I am well, thank you. Uh, Gary, I just have a question. Um, we, we've we've given, like, Ukraine $800 billion, I think, three or four times over the last year and a half. Or fair, no, we've given them $46, $46 billion. All right, $46 billion. So we've given them $46 billion, and yet... Social Security is going to run out in 10 years. If we miss one of these $46 billion payments to Ukraine and just, you know, skip one and put it in Social Security, would that not save Social Security for like another, at least another, you know, 10 years on top of the 10 years? I, I don't get why they keep saying, you know, because they could, they could do this thing on a whim. On a whim, within three or four days, they can come up with a bunch of money to send to Ukraine, but yet... Social Security is going to go solvent in 10 years. So I, now, Part of the problem is the way the Social Security law was written, its only funding comes from the FICA tax. You can't shift money into it from anywhere else, at least not unless they change the law, which they probably will I, at some point. But if I remember right, didn't Nancy Pelosi borrow some money from that for one of her projects a few years ago, and it's never been paid back yet? Social Security loans had- all of its all of its excess money goes to the Treasury, where Pelosi and the Republicans and the Democrats all spend it. Hmm. Well, that just, that Look just for ten years. We're, we're, yeah, that just ticks me off that we're that we're that we're giving Ukraine all this money, and I, I understand they need some help, but at some point, enough is enough. And, and then we got then people who are you know seniors in our in our country, uh, you know, are going to suffer. Um, down the road, you know, people who are in their 40s and 50s may not have anything. So, I don't know. It just frustrates me every time I hear we have to give Ukraine more money and this and that, and then we got people we got people who aren't going to get any Social Security when they've been paying in the whole time. So, yep, it is a it is a ripoff. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Mike. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Look, I, Social Security is a ripoff. It has always been a ripoff. Um, you, for 10 years, we have not been generating enough money to pay Social Security recipients the money we promised them. So for the last 10 years, we've been going to the Treasury and collecting the IOUs to make up the difference. And eventually, that money, those IOUs, will be gone. They will have given up all that they had and there will be no more. When that happens, by law, Social Security has to reduce the number of uh, dollars that recipients get. As long as people are working, there will be money in the system. But there won't be much. And they'll be cutting back on the dollar amounts. And every plan that I've ever heard requires increasing the national debt. I hear plans like, well, we'll raise the retirement age. We'll keep collecting that money and not giving it to the recipients 
so that we can stave off the destruction of the plan. But when they do that, they bring in more money than they send out, and again, they loan it to the Treasury. That raises the national debt. They can uh, they can uh, uh, take more money. Uh, there's a ceiling based on your income. Uh, if you're making $250,000 a year, you're not paying a FICA tax on all of that. They can raise that ceiling so you are. Again, they'll take in more money than they're sending out. Good for right now. But that excess money goes to the Treasury where they will spend it. So there is, there's really no way short of privatizing it to get out from under it. All right, up against the clock. Got to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. We'll grab some phone calls, get some messages. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. Hey, good morning. It is uh, 53 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. We got a little education update here that we will get to in uh, just a few minutes. We're talking about uh, spending and uh, Ukraine, and we have apparently spent a ton on Ukraine. 874 more money spent on Ukraine in one year than we spent in Afghanistan in 10. And that was at $46 billion. And another $6 billion uh, in uh, uh, arms that, that don't, you know, uh, equipment that didn't get, that doesn't get counted in that. Let me go to the phones here and get Les on the line and uh, see what's up in his world. Les, good morning. How are you? Morning, Gary. Uh, war is good for business. Hello? Hello, you hear me, Gary? Yeah, go go ahead. War is good for yes. business. Yes, it's good for business. There should be no sides. The United States should take no sides in this Ukraine debacle. NATO was made to be a defensive pact, and it turned offensive with bribery, uh, bio labs, just to destroy Russia and take its resources. The elitists are throwing these wars. The elitists are still stealing from the common people of Europe, of the United States, of Russia, and of Ukraine. There are millions of people displaced, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people killed for no reason except for the elitists of this world that are pu- pulling this global warming, must-eat-bugs uh, stuff. We're being controlled. There should be Nuremberg trials. All right, all right, all right. You're going, you're going off the deep end here. You're going off the deep end. How do you know that NATO was designed to suck the uh, the, the life out of Russia? Where, where did you get that information? Where did I get that information? They've been creeping and creeping and creeping towards Russia, yeah. declaring themselves to be to be a defensive p- place. But you you sh- see a map of all the NATO military countries and the NATO military bases, and it says, "Oh, Russia has put their." Country. Where have they gone into Russia? Where have they gone into Russia to to you know drain them dry, as uh, as you implied? The Ukrainian government in 2016 voted to support and lean towards Russia. That government was overthrown by our CIA in the maiden incidents. You're not answering my question. Where have you seen proof that NATO is trying to take from Russia Russia? Russia minerals, oil, whatever? The United huh? States blew up the Nord Stream 1 t- 
and to uh, pipelines. The United States just declared war on Germany. That's still and not Russia. taking anything from. We just declared That's not war taking on anything from Russia. I want to know. Uh, you said for years NATO for has years. been trying to drain them dry. Where is your proof? Where, do you, where are you getting that from? Where's the proof? Yeah, where are you getting that information from? And not from mainstream media, that's for sure. Not from the propaganda TV shows right, uh, and TV places. All right, Les, Les you, you made a statement about NATO that that even I've never heard. Uh, and I'm exactly. trying to get the details on it, they but show, you're not they, giving it to me. Trump warned NATO to, to build up their military. Build up their military. They had no military. They had all these social programs that the United States has been paying for for years. Where is the proof that they were trying to drain Russia? That, that's what you implied. That's what you said. Where do you, where do you get that information from? In two, 2016, two republics, two states of Ukraine broke away. The Ukrainians killed 14,000 people of their own citizens that were of Russian birth, Russian You're not giving me the information you're implying that you have, and I don't see where NATO is doing any of that. I don't agree with NATO. I think they should be dissolved. I think you're right about that. I'm not a fan of Ukraine either. They're certainly not any angels. This is Europe's problem to handle. I'll even go that far. I agree with you. But I don't have any indication anywhere that, that NATO is designed or that they have designs on taking over Russia. I just I just don't see that. Les, thank you for the call. Uh, appreciate it. Glad to have you with us. 874-9390. Toll-free number is 800-529-5572. What do I always say about your kids in school? Get them out of school. Get them out of government schools. We've got a story about a sixth grader reading a book from his middle school. It'll curl your toes. This is the Gary Nolan Show.